We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are live. What's going on, everybody? People pouring in already. Oh, that's the pregame show one. I didn't put the postgame show one in there. Making, I'm failing already as a producer, Sprague. <laughs> failing already as a it's producer. It's okay. I'm, I'm failing as a degenerate preseason gambler, as clearly the Warriors did not lose by more than two and a half. They won by a million. <sighs> yeah. I, the Raiders, somebody had the Raiders covering like 17 and a half or something like that i was like huh? must have did a maybe a monster tease yeah i i don't imagine i can't imagine buying that many points but whatever <laughs> welcome hey, into the blazers the blazers post game show I, actually i can't say that legally i don't think i can the jacked ramsey's post post game show where, where we, we will talk, talk about, about the trailblazers the trailblazers <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but everybody's trying to pile in right now. Stephen Craig, we lost. Ant looked great. Dame had a great sequence. Yeah, uh, Dame was really good in that first half. And Ant, man, that I, I think he had to be the story of the night, right? Uh, I think he's going to carry the evening. Whether you wanted it to or not, I was going to do that. So <laughs> I think we all know at this point that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, uh, hey, Danny, thank you for supporting Twitter. Uh, admin from Blazers Brazil and Twitter. Sorry for my poor language. Dude, you're fine. My English sucks. Trust me, the last thing I'm going to do is correct anybody's English. Let me give you guys a, a, a quick little uh, roundup here as far as uh, my English background in the sense of like writing stylistically. Uh, my editors over the years have just all said the same thing now. Um, do us all a favor. Stop trying to write how you think you should write and just write like you talk so it's easier to edit you. Oh, my wife says I write too much like I talk, so it always is awful and it doesn't make any sense when i write it out uh, fun fact i tried to write something on the blazers i was like i'm gonna do a blog or something like four or five years ago and i wrote the first piece i did was like i don't take away or something mm -hmm. and my wife read it and she didn't like say it but she basically gave mm -hmm. me a look like this is awful and i was like maybe you should not do this I think I'm just going to talk. I'm, I'm not going to write. I'm just going to talk. I can't do this writing thing. Listen, man, I, I love writing, but I have found that I enjoy and I'm better at doing this. Yeah. Like that's, I, I got paid a little bit to write. I got paid significantly more to go do TV stuff. So right. 
Uh, people can say what they want. I still got paid. I still got those, those checks cash, baby. <laughs> hey, I started my I started my career as a beat writer, and that lasted all of a year. And I've been doing radio for a decade, hey, so I think I clearly knew which avenue I need to stay in. Shout out faces for radio, right? <laughs> Gotta love it. I said th- I said faces too. Listen, I'm, I'm right there with you, uh, Joey Pushki. I didn't see anything different on defense and on offense. Hope Powell's okay. All right, so let's let's start grand scheme, Brandon. Um, what was your uh, takeaway generally from tonight's game? Yeah, thirty thousand foot view on the way down, and we'll kind of work our way through through different guys. Well, I I think it's pretty clear. Like Justin Herbert's going to win a Super Bowl. Um, it's <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, shout out the people that helped me watch the game. That was great. I I was able. I was a. a not a quarter late, but I, I tuned in. I saw the Dame sequence. Amazing. I watched Ant. He was really good. You know, look, it, it's it's hard to have a whole lot of a 30,000-foot view on preseason. I said this in the pregame. Mm-hmm. I, I just think NBA preseason is pointless for 98% of what it is. That being said, very discouraged by the defense. Didn't see a lot of accountability on that end of the court. Um, you know, obviously trying to get Nurk more involved and that was off to a bit of a shaky start and then kind of settled in. I mean, my biggest takeaways are Dame is Dame and, uh, Anthony Simons looks the part of a six man who's going to run a second unit. So for me, defensively, while they gave up a truckload of threes, the biggest difference for me was they were scrambling. They were more active. It's just, how do I they say this without? They, 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 <laughs> they did, they did scramble. I'll let you collect your thoughts and you can. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of how to say this without being a complete a-hole. So <laughs> they felt like they were, a, they were always some, like a man behind. Yeah. I felt like just all night. It's like, Oh, I got him. No, no, no. You got him. You know what I mean? They felt like the ball would rotate. They would be rotating three seconds late you know what i mean yeah. like they were you saw moving. larry nance jr anthony simons and robert covington jumping at guys late yeah. a lot yeah um so we saw early on yusuf nurkic pressing up high contested a steph curry three in the corner in the first quarter steph left it short by like nine feet it was i was like oh okay that's nice and then immediately was, I, my reaction was that's gonna be a problem because what followed that was the Blazers don't have anybody else who can Nobody rebound. Nobody to rebound. Yeah. Nobody. And that happened. Uh, offensive rebounds tonight. Uh, oh, the thing's all. I got it right here. Up. I'll look it up. Well, I, I copy and pasted the. Uh, I've got the box score right here, but when I do it, it's really so they, bright and white. So. 10 to 6. 10 to 6. So they didn't get, like, murdered on the offensive glass, but I also think that, you know, those starting units were not out there that entire time. So. I wasn't too worried about it, but it's something that's in the back of my head. Like, uh, if Portland's going to run a smaller lineup, Dame CJ Norm, and Cove isn't a great rebounder, if Nurk's going to press up a lot more, whether it be in the wing or the corner above the break, wherever it is, they've got to do a lot better job of rebounding as a team, which historically they don't do. It's usually like, it's not a by committee thing. It's typically been a couple of really good rebounders who secure rebounds. Yeah. And then a guard here or there picks him up. So wasn't thrilled with that, but I get it. One thing I did like for everybody who's out there said it's, um, you know, I'm too pessimistic. I did like the, a lot of this. 
A lot of pointing back and forth. A lot of, my bad, hey, no, you need to be there. There was a lot more of that than historically we've seen. Um, I don't know if it's really anything to write home about defensively. They weren't on a string. I did see them press up a little bit more and force some turnovers. But beyond that, it was uh, not great (laughs) comments so far. Uh, Hopefully Nance gets a bigger role next game. Uh, I didn't see anything different on the defense and on, and on offense. Yeah. Hope is okay. Same shit, different game. <laughs> Places yeah. your toilet water. <laughs> can, can I can I add yeah. a couple of things? Yeah, One, go go. First, it's first game for for Larry. Um, he'll he'll figure this out. Figure I thought he actually out. looked pretty well. Um, I think people were expecting more of an impact, just like statistically. Um, I know what you mean by how he looked. The, the other thing too is. I almost think as bad or shaky as the defense was, and I know that sounds, you know, oh, they're being negative. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's almost it could end up being a good thing because now Chauncey, Roy, Scott, they now they've have, got tape. They've got tape. Say, hey guys, you're missing this, you're missing that, and and maybe they're a lot closer. Hone it in a little bit better yes. from what it was. Yeah, because the score the score looks awful. Like they had sixty going, in, you know. I mean, like. It didn't look great. Well, the Warriors think, could have hung 75 on them in the first half. There's, there's no doubt about that. But I think they could be closer than we think. We think, oh, they're so far. They're awful. They're not going to. Maybe no. they won't, but I think this was a good thing because the coaching staff has tape for them. I think the other part of this is one of the things that showed up was that they were really poor in transition. They did not get back. Uh, they were constantly cross-matched, mismatched, which for this team, they have to try to avoid that as much as possible because they don't, while they can switch things, you know, theoretically, in reality, that doesn't work. They, they're ju- they're just too small. They they don't they aren't the Toronto Raptors where tonight they threw out a lineup of everybody was six eight, mm-hmm. and they just said, "All right, go for it." You know, they threw Scotty Barnes, OG Pascal. And it was like, holy crap, that's a long team. Then you look at Portland and you're like, <laughs> not not nearly that. Yeah, uh, we don't have that. Oh, it's PM. I really can't say I noticed an improvement with the defense. I don't think you're going to notice improvement right away. I don't think we're going to get 10 games into the season you're going to notice improvement. Like it's going to you're you're talking about two guys in Dame and CJ who are poor defenders who have been that way their entire careers. That's not going to change over no coaching change is going to change that overnight. Now, can they get better? Yes. That that is where I push back on all the coaching stuff. You, changing a coach is not going to take a poor defender and make them a good or great defender. You right. can, you can get passable. And that's what you're trying to build towards. Uh, overall, offensively, they started out by trying to feed Nurk, and he was pressing to start the game. Um, there were some disjointed possessions to start the game. It looked like a, a, a considerable effort to get into a lot of Horns actions, you know, two bigs, or in this case, Cov and, and Nurk at the elbows, uh, mm-hmm. getting into pistol action, getting into horn sets, getting into DHOs after clearing the corner. There were some things that, that, that Stotts did relatively often but not enough really even for me so i was i was glad to see that as far as like an x's and o's type thing uh pace still not great about getting down the floor and getting into stuff did you did you think they played any faster any slower no, or did it feel I, I, a lot I thought, of the same i thought it looked exactly the same i i didn't think there was honestly like that's my thing we talked about that pregame i i don't i'm sorry man i just i'm not subscribing that that's going to be different this is there's a caveat i think to this uh, go ahead tell me and that's kind of leading into the next point anthony he played faster he got maybe the speed of the second unit yeah i could he, see that he got down the floor there was a couple times when he was on the floor with dame and he was out in front of dame 
And you could tell the ant was like, hey, hey sh- 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 let's go. And Dame kind of gave it to him like, all right, you want to run, young buck? Here you go. Yeah. I, I think that's a, like a little thread that you can pull on and go, okay, that's a little something. That's a little bit of a wrinkle. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, before we get into everybody else, what was your impression of the additions, Zeller, Nance, and, and to an extent, Macklemore? Uh, Zeller was good. I liked what I saw from Zeller. Nance, you know, I I think Nance can have better games. I know what you mean. He was active. He was moving. But I, I think he can have a better game. Macklemore, you know, Macklemore's going to be uh, basically what he's been his entire career. Like, you're going to throw him in there. How much you going to trust him on a nightly basis? You trust him to shoot corner threes. That's what I trust him to do. I mean, if that's what they're going to tell him to do, then great. I hope that's what they're telling him to do. But I just, we're going to have to wait and see. I, my biggest takeaway tonight, Danny, was Ant. It was, yeah. we, we, we have talked to Ant. We have talked about Ant. And we know how pivotal he is going to be to their rotation into that second unit. Because it, it really kind of opens things up for the way that Chauncey maybe wants to set rotations when he wants to sub, his patterns and all that. And if Anthony's going to go out there and produce and play the way he did tonight, I think that's going to leave you with a lot of options going throughout the year. And then maybe you figure it out anyway, and you get set on what your rotation patterns are anyway early, and then you're you're good to go. I just I really liked what I saw from Anthony Simons tonight. I thought he showed a lot of growth. I thought he showed a lot of maturity. You mentioned kind of you know hollering at Dame like, "Give me the ball, let's go, let's go." There, there's a lot. There's a lot of experience wrapped into that kind of move, right? That's yeah. not something a 18-year-old kid coming out of IMG is going to be yelling at a Damian Lillard. 
but he's been there now. This is year four. He's, he's empowered by not only yes. Chance, but by Dame and by CJ. Absolutely. He's got great relationships. They know him well, and, and he's been producing in practice according to all the reports. So I, I think that the role guys were kind of what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting Zeller to go out there and and just dominate on the boards and you know be the ultimate he shot just plugged and patched he plugged and patched larry nance will be better i think statistically mm -hmm. he was good but i think he'll get better statistically my biggest takeaway from tonight the defense is gonna take work we knew yeah. that i didn't expect it to get fixed overnight it's anthony simons because he is going to be huge for what that second unit is so for me and ant uh obviously he's our uh preseason game one uh player of the game uh 20 minutes, four for nine, two or four from three, six assists. And I am not a assist drives everything playmaker guy. I, I think it's a poor measure of playmaking, to be honest. But it's what we have to go by. If you want to talk about the play of the game for Ant, there's two. Number one was his first shift when they started getting into a set and Ant broke it off and went, no, 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 no. And I believe it was Nance he told to go send the, the, the back screen for CJ. CJ decoyed the flare to the top and back cut. Ant picked it up off one hand and fired a one-handed missile. Probing passes. Those are playmaking passes. Anybody in the NBA can make side-to-side -side passes. And that is what the Blazers have been predicated on for years because they don't have that many playmakers. Mm -hmm. They had two guys who could break down a defense, in uh, uh, Dame and CJ, and yeah. both are poor passers on the run. So now you've got guys working off pin downs. You've got guys overplaying C.J. McCollum because at that point in time, C.J. was starting to, to heat up. C.J., we, we haven't even talked about him yet. C.J. looked good. He looked really good, and I thought he was in in the flow of everything. It's like, I can still you know get buckets. He, he looked like C.J. at the start of last year before the injury. And it was – he didn't force it. He didn't force no. the action. That's what I think was the most – that's the most telling thing you can say about C.J. McCollum is what he just does his thing, and you're not like, C.J., stop pounding the air out of the ball, please. Thank you. Um, but with Ant, there was that play where you saw the probing pass, and then I think I'm kind of torn between the second-half play where he drove off the backspin, he oh. shook and got to that mid-range yeah. pull-up because getting two feet into the paint collapses the defense and then rolls back to it because that's a counter. That's that's advanced stuff. Or the side uh, DHO with Nance where he hit the pocket pass to Nance on the run and then Nance threw the, the secondary bounce pass to Zeller. That's the kind of thing where like you can see not only where Ant's head's at, you can see where Nance's head's at. You're like, oh, okay, now I'm seeing where this second unit can really try to find some stuff because – they worked that same DHO earlier in the game, and it led to a, an Anthony Simons three. So you're starting to see, I think, that second unit is going to be predicated on Anthony Simons, Larry Nance Jr. pick and roll DHO game. I think that's why tonight was so vital, because they clearly, I think, have established some chemistry in camp. Mm -hmm. And I think when you go out there and you're able to do it, like this is the argument against me, right, on preseason doesn't matter. Well, that's where tonight does matter. It yeah. helps build that chemistry, that camaraderie, that kind of that, it's almost like a feeling, you know. You play with somebody that you play really well with. There's a it's feeling that quarterback wide receiver that. exchange, you know. It, it it's, really is like it's, you just have that thing. Yeah, it's an instinctual. Oh, I, I need to be here for him, mm -hmm. and oh, if I set the screen like this, I, I know need to how delay he's that off half it. second here. Yeah. I need to pull the defender. Yes. And those are the little things you find. Damon Nurk have are 
They've yep. got that on lock. Dame and Mason yep. Plumley, they had that on lock. Dame and Robin Lopez. Like you gotta know where your screen partner is and how they exist. Yep. I think those are the things that really matter. And for Ant, again, talking about like what he did tonight, what I was really impressed with was he didn't settle for threes. His passing was probing and not on the periphery the entire time. And the other part of it was he was attacking. He was getting downhill. He was getting to spots. And he showed a passing versatility that in a game we have not seen from him ever. Flat out. I texted him after the game and immediately said, that was the most passing versatility I've ever seen from you. You text him right after the game? Oh, I'll text so so it's there for for when he gets home. Um, I, not even hitting the showers. Hey, great game! <laughs> I know. Just I, I do it probably like honestly like five times a year. That's yeah. that's that's the honestly because when something stands out to me, I'll I'll say something to one of the guys. Yeah. And for him, it stood out. We saw the one-handed hook wrap pass. You saw the pocket pass. You saw the two-handed pass. You saw the one-handed bullet pass. He was doing things we have not seen him do before. And I think that was the big thing for me in that, okay, can he show that real growth? So I think I think that was the that was the thing that stuck out for me the most was not only just the play, but just a comfort, a comfort and like an almost at ease of the way the game has come to him now, coming into year four. And and the ability to throw those passes, I, I don't think you're overstating it. I think it's gonna be really vital. If he shows that in the next few preseason games, gets you know right for the regular season, that's a that's a that's a dynamic for this team that they haven't had. They no. haven't had that. A playmaker off the bench has not come been off there. the bench. No, no, they have not had. Evan that. Turner is the only guy they have had outside but of that, Nick Batum. That's but it. That was hot and cold. Like you couldn't always. Et was always the playmaker, but you couldn't rely on his scoring. That was the issue. And I think with Ant, you can rely on scoring. I'll tell you right now, if Ant averages ten and six a night. I, I will take that. I will take the the lesser scoring and the higher rated assist. Like twelve and five to me is mwah, That's a that's a good year. If all of a sudden his playmaking goes from I think he was like one point two or one point four. If it goes from that to four or five, yep. that is a massive massive growth. It should be noted. I, I just saw here from Richmond. Um, yeah, the, Chauncey saying Norm is fine. Yeah, it was just, precautionary. Let's go ahead and yeah. pull that one back. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Yeah. Uh, we had another guy. <sighs> I'm going to pull up the, the graphic that we rolled uh, pregame. Nasir Little's expanded role. Uh, I love Nas. Nas was pressing, and it looked very much like Anthony Simons last year. It was it was probably one of my biggest fears going into the game was if Nas didn't have a good game, it was going to be because he was trying to have a good game too hard. Pedal was down. Pedal was down it, the whole time. And I, I almost kind of feel bad for guys in that spot because they know how pivotal it is. And when you don't have it, but you keep trying to mm. have it, Sometimes it almost ends up backfiring on you more. Yeah, you you could see he was pressing. Yeah. I, I think it was pretty evident. I got a few texts from guys who were, were there watching. Nas is Nas is pressing. Nas is pressing. He he, he just and I, and I think he's capable of doing this in their next game. He needs to just not care. Like he's got to go out there, just play basketball. Like don't yeah. think about minutes. Don't think about contracts. He thought about shots. He thought about what he yeah, should do instead of just playing. Yes, just just go out there and play basketball. So. Um, overall, uh, I, I thought it was a pretty decent game from preseason expectations. I think some people are probably dialed it back. Some are a little disappointed. It's kind of funny. Just, uh, why do we have preseason expectations? There's, uh, well, here's the thing. I just don't Remember, take anything away as a team from it, preseason stuff. You and I have been doing this for a while. We kind of know that there's a reality versus expectation. Where and this isn't like downplay fans. It's just you get excited as a fan. You're not thinking about you know the the lines that make sense. You're just drawing state lines. Well, they got better, so therefore they should just be better right now. That's that's never how this stuff works unless you're adding superstar talent. And even then, it takes a little bit of time to figure it out. The Heatles took a little time to figure it out. And this yeah. team isn't that team. Right. So just slow your roll a little bit, but. The expectations, I think, because of the overwhelming positivity and how everything was thrown at the feet of Terry Stotts, well, Terry's gone, so everything must be fine now. And right. that's that's not going to be the reality. I, I think that's, you know, the one thing, I thought there were times last year, like specifically Nurk, CJ getting injured. It's like they weren't winning, and I'm seeing people on Twitter, Stotts sucks, Stotts bum. And I'm like, okay, like he's not a perfect coach, but really, what are we expecting right now when yeah. two of your three best players are out? That's, I'm taking the approach this year. You know, I, I'm going 35, 40 games, almost half a season. Like, I'm not going to rush to judgment. Oh, even like high level stuff, I'm taking 20 games. Sure, but like I'm not, I just, I don't want people to do this thing where preseason game one happens and it's like, you know, the defense is going to be just as trash as it was last year. It's like, well, can we wait to see this when the games yeah. matter, when when the guys are all playing like normal minutes and the rotations cut down a little bit? Yeah, final start... score in the preseason never matters. You're, you're just, I, I you're looking at those pockets. I, I just, I could see the reaction on the first half stuff of like, yikes didn't get better and i'm like i i didn't expect it to fully turn around in the first preseason game like i really think we're gonna go 20 to 30 plus games before we see a difference at all 
I keep clicking the wrong one and, th and forgetting that I don't have my post game lower third in here because I'm an idiot. Um, real quick, the back end 14th roster spot, guys. Uh, what did you think of Dennis Smith Jr., Marquise Chris? They were out there. <laughs> See, listen, I, I actually like DSJ. I, I thought okay. he got downhill and showed some things. I just... Did nothing? Nothing. I'm, I'm fishing with that one. I got nothing he, out of you. He, he didn't. He didn't did. I mean, like he was fine, but okay. I, I, I know how I will get you. Away. How about Greg Brown? My man, Greg Brown was looking good today. Woo, doggy. My man. Hey. <laughs> no, look, Greg had a. I was. I was thankful. So, uh, ben shot it to me on Twitter and said, "Hey, here was the thing you were asking for for uh, the pregame, and it was Greg Brown getting that uh, that dunk. It, it was nice to see Greg get up. Um, I thought Greg." You know, for the minutes that he was given, he didn't play a whole lot. But I think I thought Greg was active. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I want to see Greg just go out there and use your body. And when he gets run, go nuts! Like yeah. you've got fouls, you've got energy, you've got bounce. Use yes. all three of those things and have fun. That's... Go out there and play with nothing to lose. Yeah. And when we had him on the pod, I think that was kind of his his thing that he like really imparted on me. It was like I want to fail. Which yes. means I'm going out there, I'm doing things, I'm making mistakes, but I'm making them at full speed, and I learn from them. And I think that you saw that for the limited time he got out there. Uh, Jeff Glover, glad to have Blazer basketball back. Love listening to you guys. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Danny, he, he, he sh Greg, <laughs> Greg shot the three, and he clanked the back rim. And I thought in my head, as soon as he missed, I went, well, he did say he wanted to fail a little bit this year. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, not going to be shooting threes during the regular season if he plays at all, but you know what? Why not? It's preseason. Let it fly, big guy. Real quick, speaking of let it fly, uh, did you know that they combined for over 100 threes tonight? It felt like 300 threes. The Warriors so took 69. To nice. Yeah. Well, that's very nice. Nice. Um, what did they have, 30 in the first quarter and a half? They had, they had 35 with four minutes to go. I tweeted out, I'm like, they have 35. The Blazers ended with 38. Steve, I've hey, never seen that before. I love it because Steve walked in tonight and said, I don't care about this game, guys. Just fire. Fire away. Let's Jordan Poole took 17 shots. 13 <laughs> of them were threes. If Jordan Poole is not shooting uh, that many three-pointers, Jordan Poole shouldn't be playing basketball. I just – he looked good. I'm, I'm just did. saying. He uh, did look good. Overall, I know you're very anti-preseason basketball, but – Taking what you saw from this game, we have a whole week for some reason with the stupid preseason schedule. Whole week before the next game, what are you hoping happens between now and next Monday? It's a good question. I want people to feel. I, I'm looking for more natural things. Like comfort to me is important, right? And yeah. when you're bringing in new schemes, you're bringing in new ideas, new roles. I think we just need to see guys settle in more and more as this thing continues to roll into the regular season. Like you mentioned Nurk at the top, right? Nurk and everything that's been made of what Nurk will be this year, it, you know, wasn't flowing as naturally as maybe it can be. I want to see that flow a little better in the next game. I, I want to see Nas not feel like he's playing for a roster spot. Like I, I want him to just go out there and play. And I feel like he is capable of, being yeah. so much better than what we saw tonight. And uh, part of that's probably, hey, man, it's my first game. You know, the Moda Center wasn't packed, but there were a decent amount of Let's people Let's not forget, Nas just got his contract picked up. 
He just got his contract picked up. He dealt with COVID last year. Like Tony Snell's see... down. He knows, like, hey, this is my chance. And he's still wanna, a kid. Yes. I want to see Nas go out in the next game. And I just wanted to see more, look more natural for him. Yeah. Um, you know, not much else other than that. Maybe maybe rotate a little better. I like the communication that you pointed out that they had, the accountability part of, like, pointing to each other and talking to each other. But maybe that was really, after the fact. You want to see that maybe a little bit earlier in a possession. Well, yeah, and I think part of that is natural progressions in defense. Yeah. Feeling um, like Trust. you're more in the right spot, trusting each other. I, those are the things I'm kind of eyeing for a second preseason game. Just little, and we're not asking for perfection. You're just, those no. building blocks, those steps yeah. that you want to kind of go through. Yep. Um, I saw a lot of people come in through. We've had over 100 viewers in here throughout pretty much the entire show. Thank you guys so much. This is obviously the first post-game show, first pre-game show. We'll be doing this all season. Uh, there are going to be some nights because Brandon has to work dumb early in the morning at 10.80 to the fan from 6 to 9, <laughs> where uh, he's up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So he may not be here, but I will either have a guest, uh, either a uh, Blazers-centric media-type person, or I will be joined by a uh, media person from another team, or I will fly solo. Uh, and I've told Danny, look, I, I know we got a lot of great media members here in Portland, and having an, a, an opposing media member from another team is great. But I've told Danny, like, dude, you could talk for two hours without me, without uh, I've problems. I've done two-hour podcasts solo, so. That's because you're a psycho. Uh, yeah, no, that's a complete sociopath. That's kind of how it goes. Uh, but what do you got coming up for the, uh, for the rest of the week here, Sprague? Uh, we'll talk a little Blazers tomorrow. Just, oh, a, tap, just a smidge just on a smidge. the radio. Yeah, a smidge. We're not going to uh, mention my Raiders falling short. We will, because here's the thing. I'm going to give you a hot take real quick in football. Real quick. I know okay. it's Blazer Pod. That's all right. Justin Herbert's going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I saw you say that earlier, and I was like, oh. I don't know what I don't know what year that's going to happen. Or what team it'll be for. It's going to be the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Bolt up, baby. Oh, you're a monster. <laughs> Remember, folks, you can find Sprague on Twitter at Brandon Sprague on 1080 The Fan from 6 to 9 in the morning with his co-host, the lovely Dirk Johnson. We have to get him on one of these one night. Yeah, get absolutely. His Drag his ass out. I am 100% beyond, behind He'll that. He'll be naked. He'll have his pepperoni tits out. Like <laughs> It's going to be wild. Pepperoni Brothers for life. Listen, man, I love it. Uh, thank you, everybody that's come through. I've already seen a bunch of subscriptions. I'm trying to keep things going crisp and keeping a little bit short. Uh, I do have some more stuff coming uh, as far as uh, evening content. So there is a possibility that there is a, uh, I don't know, a, a, an additional post-post-game show that there may be an appearance for. Uh, and along those lines, I have also got Chad doing to agree to a date coming up very soon where I'm going to basically kill myself with that tortilla chip from hell. So that'll be live, and you can all watch my misery uh, up close and personal. Hey, this is what you do. You sneak you sneak some uh, X-Lax into Chad's coffee or something. You do the chip. Listen, He's man, that guy drinks so much it. coffee. I don't I don't think he needs that. <laughs> I got that man's regular. Uh, but if you haven't already, please like, rate, and review for the podcast. We are available everywhere your podcasts are available. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, wherever you get them. If you're watching here on YouTube live or in the replay, click the little subscribe button. It's free. It costs you nothing. But it gets us money. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for everybody that does that. We do appreciate you. We love the comments. It's going to be a season of disagreement, maybe some bad takes, maybe some great takes, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, This thing could go completely sideways, and it's still going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, So, again, thank you all so, so, so very much for making this what it has been already. And uh, we will catch you guys uh, on the next game. And, actually, Brent and I will have the – 
live show, midweek live show with actual stuff to talk about. Uh, coming up to you on...